Want to talk about a gross, fucked up movie? We're doing Cronenberg again, aren't we? Yeah. Welcome to Cutthroat Cinema Podcast. I am your host, O. And I'm your host, L. And if you couldn't tell from the title, we're going to be talking about fucking Cronenberg again. <laughs> What's your problem? I don't really have a problem with him. Just this movie. <laughs> Today we're talking about The Brood. So yeah. uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. So we're talking about The Brood. We'll do a little synopsis about the film. Go ahead. A man tries to uncover an unconventional psychologist therapy techniques on his institutionalized wife amidst a series of brutal murders. Yes, it seems very straightforward. It is not. Uh, no, not as straightforward as um, this uh, synopsis describes. <laughs> Sorry, you did the little uh, <laughs> cup my balls thing. Yeah, yeah under, the the balls, under the mic. Under the mic, made me giggle. Um, <laughs> there's no ball cradling in this movie. Yeah, although. Oliver Reed looked like he wanted to have his balls cradled <laughs> by Samantha Eggert. I mean, she's cute. Yeah, she's cute. She's cute redhead. She's yeah. crazy, she crazy, but definitely cute. Well, you know, we all know a little a few crazy women in our lifetime, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Everybody remembers the hot, how I met your mother joke. The level of like hot is proportional to the level of crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love body horror. Yeah. I'll give this, uh, listen, I wasn't crazy about the first hour of this movie. I think what I said really? to you directly was, uh, the first hour of this movie sucks a bag of dicks, <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed the last half hour of it. However, I'll, I'll disagree with the, that, but yeah, uh, sure. the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the body horror was good. The, yeah, I, I vicious, the viciousness of the viciousness yeah, I, of the I kills. I think of, uh, Cronenberg's like trilogy of, um, psychotic abused women killing people trilogy. Um, yeah. I would definitely yeah. include that in this. Yeah. I think I think it's an official, like, you know, well, not official, but like trilogy of books. Yeah, kind of like how it's the Apocalypse trilogy, yeah, but it's yeah, not, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rabid, um, Shivers. Well, I think it was Shivers, Rabid, then this. Uh, yeah. Um, with crazy women killing people, even though they've all been, yeah. uh, in a way, exploited by men. Yeah. Right? And they kind of been enough. like a revenge type uh um, Not even revenge, just uh, well, they've been they've been exploited and like you know now well, this is the the ramifications of that, so to speak, well, right? I mean, if you think about Shivers, Shivers was I mean, yeah, it's a young girl kind of being exploited and like she gets that like weird thing that she passes on to people and it turns them into like zombie like creatures. Yeah. By science was it by scientists, yeah, I, right? The, yeah, the scientist that yeah, was yeah. doing like the research, the research. with her, mm -hmm. uh, with. Rabid. Rabid was just an accident. I did. But it's they did an experimental surgery. surgery. Men who did it to her. Yeah, right? but I again that one was less like on purpose. I want to say. Well, still without her permission. I know, but she was gonna die. Still. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I suppose. Um, and then this, it was it was Oliver Reed like doing experimental yeah. like. Uh, uh, that was actually more the absence of a strong like male protector because yeah, her mom was her abusive, mom was abusive to her, her dad did nothing to protect her right yeah so you and had then two, i think yeah two people two men in in a way yeah uh not helping and taking advantage in a way well i, so. I don't necessarily think oliver oliver reed's character the doctor dr hal raglan you just watched it it's been a few days <laughs> dr uh, raglan yeah, yeah. yeah hal <laughs> hal uh isn't hal the 2001 space yeah yeah. yeah yeah open yeah, the pod bay doors hal you love that movie don't you 
Let's not get into that movie here. <laughs> you just have to watch it again. I don't want to sit through it again. It's fucking boring. Oh, look at you. Didn't have time for a slow burn. All right, all right. I can, I can, I'll give that movie another chance eventually. Okay. But um, anyway, Dr. Raglan, I don't agree with you that he's ill-intentioned. Mm, well, he's a psychologist who I think maybe exploits his um, patients. He, I think he's I, I, trying I'll to say he's not necessarily a villain. I think in, he has like a you think he's the villain or kind of a villain in this. And at the end, he's kind of like a hero or tries to be. But I still think he's not the best person. No, I mean, mm-hmm. I think he's his focus on uh, proving Nola, his... which, by the way, I'd never heard the name Nola before. And then like in within an hour of watching this movie, I heard the name again. Oh really? Yeah, and I was like, "That's fucking weird." It's funny. Remember how uh, we had this discussion where I was like, "Hey, uh, never seen this movie," and then I finally watched this movie the other day, and there's a scene in it where I'm like, "Oh, holy shit!" This scene that I've seen in montages and clips all my life is in this movie, and now I finally know it's from The Brood. Yeah. (laughs) And then I told you, you're like, "All right, don't tell me," and then you saw, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this is familiar." Oh right, (laughs) this is the scene. Yes, this Um, is the scene, and it involves. Uh, Nola, Samantha yeah, Eggers', Eggers uh, yeah. um, uh, reveal of her outside well, the body. I'd never know. seen that part. I'd seen her sitting on the bed yeah. with her, like with her arms open with her dress, yeah, but I don't see... it wasn't see... the reveal of the, the fetus outside. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. No, it was the... God, old it's school, weird, ugly, this movie. <laughs> old school, ugly wood paneling wall with her in the white dress on like the reddish um, bed or whatever she was on. Yeah. It's an odd movie. But I've never seen it. I've actually, uh, as much as I like the David Cronenberg films that I've seen my whole life, mm-hmm. uh, only until recently have we watched his um, earlier stuff, earlier '70s stuff with yeah. his uh, fetish for um, women who kill, the women who kill, or start, you know, or the, start the, mass killings. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, this the is, first I mean, one was on a massive the, scale. This is the least amount of deaths in yes. his movies, I believe. Um, yeah, for sure. Shivers was the most. Shivers was, was the like most. An apocalyptic, uh, uh, a zombie outbreak that goes. Yeah. Well, it literally ends with like they break out of the the apartment building and yeah, yeah. The final scene is them they make it out. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler, it, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always spoilers. Yeah, forever. Yeah, I and think, always. I think I think the like tagline for our thing should be spoilers always. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're always spoiling shit. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so clearly the movie starts off. Uh, oh, before we even start, I watching this, I didn't even realize that the the dad, um, Art Hindler, Frank, right, mm-hmm. uh, is the piece of shit husband in um, Body Snatchers, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Did you realize that? No, I didn't. Yeah, the first, I think like one of the first people to be uh, taken over by the pod pod people. I didn't. I was unaware. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, where do I know this dirtbag from? <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's the good guy in the, he's one of the good guys. Yeah. He's the dad. And Porky's, Jesus Christ. Oh, you're looking him up now? Yeah. I probably should have done this before. I mean, I should have, but I didn't. So we're going to do it now. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. I didn't even realize. Like his face looked familiar when I was watching the movie, but I was just like, oh, he's probably just one of yeah, those actors. I mean, yeah. I mean, I saw Body Snatchers. Well, like I, I watched it during like the 30 days of horror and on and off. Like I was sipping through it i was kind of drinking that day too um <laughs> it was a party when i watched the people sure. uh yeah so frank is his wife um samantha is 
well, not Samantha, Nola, Nola. sorry, is being treated by uh, my boy Oliver Reed, who is in Gladiator. Dr. Raglan, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I found out this morning that that's the same guy. You don't know uh, Oliver Reed? Well, I've, I've known... <laughs> I've seen Oliver Reed from like the videos I've watched of weird, uh, like obscure movies that like Brandon Tenold on YouTube covers. Shout out to Brandon Tenold, whose channel is fucking awesome, who is also described to himself as a young looking Oliver, <laughs> Oliver Reed. Reed. <laughs> I um, look them both up. You'll be very surprised at how much they look like. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gladiator was his last movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a little. Um, so you want to talk about your favorite line from Gladiator quick? Just because. So just cause it's not necessarily like my favorite. It's not my favorite line in it. It's the funniest line in my opinion. And my girlfriend hates me for it because she was obsessed with gladiator. She used to watch it all the time and I, I loved it too. I used to watch it too. And I thought it was like overrated in Oscar worthiness, but I loved watching it. Um, but in line worthiness and repeating of, dialogue worthiness is excellent <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it's uh very quotable like anchorman yes um <laughs> but uh so she's watched the movie hundreds of times and out of nowhere i just quoted a line from it and she's like what the hell is that i go that's from gladiator and she's like how come i don't remember that and i quoted the line and now she hates me for it because i quoted it as a joke because when i watched the movie i found it very like humorous <laughs> I didn't see it as a serious line and I thought it was the way Oliver Reed reacted and delivered the line and it's the Russell Crowe Maximus says to Oliver Reed um, you knew Marcus Aurelius and then Oliver Reed's response is like I did not say I knew him I said he touched me on the shoulder once <laughs> Um, and he literally almost delivers it like that. <laughs> and I found it amusing. I'm like, damn, bro, you got veins in your throat and your forehead popping out. You know, he was so offended by the, I did not say I knew him. I said he touched me on the shoulder once. <laughs> so now my girlfriend like fucking hates that. Line. <laughs> she like watched when we watched the movie recently, she was fucking pissed. Cause she's like, I hate that line now. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh and now the thing is now she quotes it. Now she right. <laughs> but um yeah yeah, good good movie though. I still yeah. <laughs> I still love to watch it. So, we were recent, we were discussing Oliver Reed cuz like his he was sort of notorious for being a heavy drinker. Uh Oliver Reed while he was alive Poor and bastard. and he was like almost every movie he was in they talked about his like antics and his drunken antics i was unaware how oliver reed died up until this podcast i'm gonna read you guys the wikipedia thing and just know that i wish i was making any of this up and i am not <laughs> it said reed died from a heart attack during a break from filming gladiator in valletta malta on the afternoon of may 2nd 1999 this is where things get weird according to witnesses he drank eight pints of German lager, a dozen shots of rum, half a bottle of whiskey, and a few shots of Hennessy cognac in a drinking match against a group of sailors on shore leave from HMS Cumberland at a local pub. His bar bill totaled a little over 270 Maltese lira, which is about 590 US dollars. <laughs> After beating five much younger Royal Navy sailors at arm wrestling, Reed suddenly collapsed, dying en route to the hospital. He was 61. 
And while the man dying of a heart attack is not funny, the events that led up to that are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, he went out like a champ. I really, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, but you can't quote Wikipedia. It doesn't matter. Like, even if fucking half of that is true, that's still amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I mean, actors of that age were all like notorious drinkers, weren't they? I mean, this was, I mean, Oliver Reed died in 99. I think he had done another movie with... um That same year, I think, right? Uh, Well, no, what I was saying is he did another movie of like in the 70s oh. or 80s with Peter Fonda called like Snakes or something like that. There's something else called Venom. Uh, Maybe it was that. Maybe it was the... He, I know he did a movie with Peter Fonda where apparently they would go day drinking together. Peter Fonda. So like all uh, these actors mm. had just like... They were notorious drinkers. Yeah, I think um, on the set of, even on the set of The Brood, he would take like, he would always have a drink with him, like drink cognac. Um, well, it's, so alcoholism is a big theme in this movie, which yeah, I guess it's appropriate they had someone who's clearly an ac- alcoholic yeah, Nola's, uh, in the movie. Nola's parents. Nola's His parents. Mother, her mother specifically. Which Frank brings nola uh brings nola and his daughter uh candy candace mm-hmm. uh to his mother uh, to his uh mother-in-law yeah his mother-in-law to watch while mm-hmm. he gets information about like the place that's being run by oliver reed by by uh, dr raglan mm-hmm. which uh, do you want to like get into what happens in the first part of the movie and then i'll talk a little bit more about yeah, that I or guess we can talk about that like she gets to see her daughter once every Sunday or every other Sunday. Yeah, he, like she, on the weekends. On the weekends. And then um, he, when he brings his daughter, when um, Frank gets to, brings his daughter home to bathe her, he's cleaning her, he notices bite marks and scratch marks on her back. Well, I mean, all right, let's just start from the very, very beginning, I guess. I um, mean, that is the beginning. Well, no, we, we see him sitting... Um, oh yeah, he's watching the Doctor Raglan. Doctor Raglan's like and uh, one of his patients. In, be in, weird. <laughs> yeah, be weird. Well, he he plays the surrogate father figure to a patient, um, so that the patient can work through their repressed emotions. That's well, essentially and he's what this it is. Off to a bunch of uh, like probably other doctors and patient patient patients too. So yeah, like yeah. it's an open like discussions so like they're yeah. all watching and paying attention yeah um and he's like berating his patient like the patient's father would yeah, he's literally reenacting like yeah. what the father would do to his son yeah and it's fucking disturbing yeah it's it's very weird mm-hmm. oliver reed is a is a phenomenal actor though i gotta yeah, say he like excellent. he's he was great in it yeah he, he steals the show yeah him, he does. him and um uh, Nola. Nola, yeah. <laughs> She's crazy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you and, believe it. <laughs> and some of the killers in this steal the show. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. But yeah, no, the, the, so you get that that's what the idea is. And, uh, it's something called like a plasma something. The movie, the, the name of the therapy. The name of the therapy. Yeah. Anyway, on. it's the manifest, uh, so it's psychoplasmic therapy, which is essentially, the person working through their emotions manifests things from their body mm-hmm. to, I guess, help them move past it. Yeah, which we'll see in this movie can actually be more dangerous than... Right. Yeah. Than um, <laughs> and, and again, and is there some realistic science? There's, like, things where people, like, 
when they get anxiety, they break out in hives, mm-hmm. you know? So like there is some semblance of truth. Majority of this movie is realistically like, I mean, it's, it's about trauma and it's about family trauma and it's yeah. about passing on that trauma to your kids, you yeah. know, and your, your issues and shitty parenting and, shitty parenting <laughs> and your alcoholism and all of that. So, once he sees the daughter has like bruises and bumps and all that stuff after he's witnessed the weirdness with the opening scene of watching Dr. Raglan um, berate one of his patients when he brings his daughter home, he sees the bites. He goes to see Dr. Raglan and he says, I'm going to keep my daughter away from her because like yeah, she's being abused. She's, she's being abused by yeah. her or one of your other psycho patients. Yeah. And Raglan's like, no, that'll destroy her. We're, like the progress we've made. Yeah. And you have to keep bringing her. And he's like, no, no, go like, fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, then he goes to the lawyer and he's like, well, I'm going to try to find other patients who've. Well, the lawyer says no, no, that's not going to work. He you goes know, the court yeah. side with the mother. Um, even Which, though she's in she's in a fucking mental hospital yeah. and the daughter has some vicious fucking bites and bruises yeah, which, all over her which for me like i mean i guess you also got to think of the time it was in so where that was more likely to happen with the court side of the mother though i don't see how with the situation so that she, happens today too let's be fair um <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, for God's sakes, the girls physically I mean, yeah. abused. Don't get me wrong. I was watching the movie and just thinking, like, really? Yeah. The she, father has proof of fucking abuse? Yeah. One, he shouldn't have gone to a lawyer. He should have gone to the cops. He should have gone to the police. And yeah. then said, like, this fucking psycho of my wife mm-hmm. was is beating and biting my, my daughter, right, you know? Right. And that would have been it. That would have been the end of the movie, so they couldn't do that, so. Well, then there's also, <laughs> there, there might have been, like, well, how do we know she did it? Yeah. How do we know you're not doing it? Yeah, because the daughter been, isn't saying. Right. Uh, you have custody of her. Well, you're watching her right now, though. Your wife has custody, but you're just watching her while she's in a mental institution. So there's, I get it. They're, they're really like, the lawyer is giving him sound advice. If, yeah. You know, the mentality is like, oh, they'll side with the court, which is what the lawyer, the court well, will side with your wife. But in a way, it's true in the sense that you really have, you took pictures. Yes, there's bite marks on her, but who's to say you didn't do it? Right. So there's. Because you also waited a couple of days. Yes. So, um, like an idiot. Yeah. The, well, he also didn't see it right away. Well, no, he, he brought her home brought and her that home and night yeah. saw it. And then yeah. he went to the doctors and then he went to the lawyers and then he, yeah, but, yeah. Well, whatever, you know, but it's a lot. Yeah. So, uh, so the lawyer and him kind of devised this plan. Like, all right, we're going to, we're going to try to find other people who have, uh, who want to sue your doc, like Dr. Raglan because his practices are fucked up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they get like his shaming patients into like ha- turning their their bodies turn on them. Yes. So one guy says like, "Well, I manifested what lymphoma or some yeah, shit their like bodies that." Bodies and minds turn yeah. on them. So is it really? And he gets this like weird like turkey neck thing. Yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. the actor, if he looks familiar, it's because he's in every fucking Cronenberg movie. The guy um, with the I. <laughs> The, the towel around his neck. The towel around his neck, yeah. yeah. Who's in another institution, right? He's, well, he's, now he is. Now he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, he goes to the other mental institution. Yeah. Psychiatric. Uh, I got the impression that Dr. Haglund might be, like, in a sexual, situ- like, uh, relationship with her as well. Um, no. or, or sexually attracted to her. Sexually attracted to um, her, yes, but not in a sexual relationship with her. Uh, and that's maybe why he gives her 
so much like leeway um she's separate from the other patients she has her own special like room like yeah she's but i think that has to do with also like because he knows possibly what's happening yeah that he has to keep her he separate. knows what's happening mm-hmm. but he thinks that she doesn't know what's happening mm-hmm. um well that's the reveal later at the end yeah but he's giving her extra attention because of it also proves his theory like so the the cycle pla- whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> psychoplasmic uh psychoplasmic therapy yeah mm-hmm. his theories on it are, are like what's happening with her proving his theories so obviously he's going to focus on her because he wants to like be famous right mm-hmm. he wants to have his name out there he wrote already wrote the book about like the stages of anger and how ang- uh, and rage and how it can manifest well yeah that book uh what was the name of the book uh yeah it's like something about rage yeah guy like like the stages of rage or how yeah something yeah, yeah the the husband uh frank is reading it yeah or something again it's and a majority of the book is <laughs> so let's let's move to the scene that i was referring to earlier frank drops off his daughter with his mother-in-law whom he knows had systematically abused his wife right and he leaves his daughter with his alcoholic grandmother and alcoholic grandmother in that she's literally drinking like a half a glass full of like whatever a dark liquor yeah. <laughs> uh in the middle be, of the day could be whiskey Hennessy, could be whiskey Hennessy, yeah, yeah it could be anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh he, she's drinking a full fucking glass of it in the middle of the day and she's like well my daughter would never bring my you know granddaughter to see me and she's like he's like oh she loves you it's just you know it's oh, tough because she knows you're a piece of shit right because <laughs> you used to beat the fuck out of her mm-hmm. so but again frank's a little bit of an asshole you're bringing your daughter and even if you didn't know that she was you know she used to beat the shit out of your wife you see she's drinking a full fucking glass and you're like you can watch her right it's cool i can go do this investigation did, did frank know that his mother-in-law was an abusive in the way that uh she is he didn't know that yes because later on when after she's been killed by a thing let's call it call it a thing for now the father comes Comes in and he goes it's so sad that (laughs) that you're going through what we went through and he goes yeah i know so you did know no to some extent not how but okay but even if he Mm -hmm. didn't know to the extent of what it was Mm -hmm. right even if he didn't know that the mom used to fucking beat her until she ended up in the hospital Mm -hmm. you're still leaving your kid with a woman who's drinking hennessy in the middle of the fucking day and a full Mm -hmm. glass of it yeah yeah. don't get me wrong and she's supposed to be five the kid it's not like she could fucking fend for herself it also goes to show you like um in a way how desperate and at the same time naive Frank could be, right? Yeah, about his, his wife, his about her family. Her family, how desperate he is at the same time to uh, get his daughter in custody of himself, what he's willing to do and put her at risk at the same time, yeah. right? Like, oh, I got to make sure I get my daughter uh, and protect her from my psychotic wife and this terrible doctor who's destroying her and um, that I'll put her in the hands of an abusive mother mm-hmm. right Alcohol- like abusive alcoholic mother right um which shows you 
what's more important to him right now you know like where yeah. i could just hold on to her take care of her let this thing sit out but no he wants full custody of her that i'm gonna go jeopardize her um, safety safety and bring it to you know unless he doesn't know like how extent the, the full extent of the abuse was yeah. with his wife there it's is some enough. indication that there is some decent foreshadowing, I'll say. The, when the daughter's asking the grandmother about the picture of her mom in the hospital, she's like, oh, that's my favorite picture, which <laughs> kind of fucked up for the daughter to say. But she goes, that's my favorite picture. Tell me the story. She goes, well, when she was younger, she used to get these, like, welts all over her body, mm-hmm. and we didn't know what it was from. And I thought that was the mom sort of hiding the fact that she used to like create those welts by beating the shit out of her daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, like it's, it's, it's actual welts and you find out later why. Why? Yes. The story is very heavy in trauma and how it, how it manifests, how it, how it doesn't just affect family members, but affects everyone else too because frank shouldn't really like it's, it's also heavy on um like failed marriages too yeah. i would say and like failed staying in a toxic relationship yeah um and just the the ramifications of long-term like marriage abuse. and abuse yeah, yeah. For, for everybody yeah. like uh uh lola nola's parents mm-hmm. right and even frank and um Nola's Nola. themselves well, so. Frank has a in the in the movie. There's a there's like a hint of a love interest with the the teacher, the teacher. Which fuck, man, <laughs> that poor teacher. Yeah. Um, she's uh. So the father comes back after the mother is killed. He well, tried. Let's let's, let's, let's the, revi- yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah let's yeah, go back to. Um, so yeah, she. Uh, so Nola's mother. Well, Frank is out. Nola's with. Uh, uh, candy. Yeah. Uh, and she's going to get them more drinks. Yeah. She's like, stay here. Three she's going to top so, herself off. Yeah, I got to, I got to refill my glass. I'm almost empty. Yeah. Um, and she starts hearing a ruckus going on in the kitchen, yeah. which I found very like, I heard a ruckus. I heard a ruckus, <laughs> but at the same time is where you hear, um, uh, I think at that same, I know I, I didn't watch it last night. You did. Uh, was that where, uh, uh, Dr. It, Rags is he having the <laughs> session? He's having the session at that moment. Yes. About mothers hitting their so he, he's he's reenacting. He's being the mother and the daughter. Mm-hmm. So he's being candy at and, first. And, and then Nola's he's mother. And Nola's mother. Right. And at that moment while she's uh manifesting this uh past uh abuse. Mm-hmm. You hear ruckus going on yeah, in, you the, hear in some, the house. You see someone break through this like little window like a cupboard a right? cupboard like, yeah 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 and the things start flying and breaking and uh drunken uh, grandmother goes in kind by the of- way i don't know what my thing with twins is but <laughs> i was like oh is this a twin they've been hiding of hers and like now she's manifesting and then <laughs> so fucking stupid <laughs> as i'm watching to, it going back to the dark half i'm going back to the dark half i'm like is it a twin they kept secret <laughs> just a a secret stu- twin <laughs> it's a secret twin they've been hiding no uh, like the fucking simpsons episode with the evil twin it's stupid i never seen it Don't i never watched about. the simpsons um it used to be good now it's not, no, it's not. Yeah. most things aren't yeah yeah so you see everything getting knocked over which i found very like doesn't she realize what the fuck's going on? is she that drunk already it's so right it's so loud and it's so close that you just really don't understand why she's not but, more freaked out by yeah it. but I, I get what uh cronenberg was doing with the scenes and the cutting back and forth between nola her mother dr um raglan, raglan 
uh, Candy, right? Like it's all going back and forth, back and forth. Because I thought at the same time, I was like, is this all happening at the same exact moment or is it flashbacking? You know, it's yeah. meant to confuse you a little bit. And then lo and behold, out of nowhere, we got the uh, either a killer child, dwarf. Uh, is it also meant, made to, men, uh, meant to make you think that it's Candy doing it? You know, yeah. like you think is... Because that's implied too. Because yes. the picture that you see of uh, Nola when she's a kid... I think is the actress who plays candy Candy. yeah because they are they look blonde bangs yeah um very children of the cornish so she gets freaking uh her head bashed in with a mallet Uh, yeah it's a a meat mallet right yeah she gets like she's crawling through the kitchen Mm -hmm. she gets like jumped on and then gets the ever-living shit beaten out of her so um, gets killed she gets killed what a meat mallet yeah and uh they tenderize her face (laughs) sorry go ahead poor thing I mean, not really. Fuck her. She's an abusive bitch. <laughs> and uh, Frank gets called. Your daughter's in. Uh, we got your daughter. A cop saw uh, the window bashed out, which was, I don't know. You look back at those old movies, and it's like, oh, a cop just happened to be driving by, and they saw a window broken, and they went into your into your house. Yeah, yeah. They, did they did a wellness check. Yeah, they did a wellness check. It's like, does that happen? Today's like, <laughs> day and age, they'd uh, crucify the cop for trying that. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, I guess now in today's day, there's no cell phones and things like that. And right. Kids, uh, so, I mean, you know. she's also five, so maybe she doesn't know that she has to call the cops. Yeah. You just, you end up finding out that she was asleep. She must yeah. have slept through the whole thing, but then they're like, no, we don't think she actually slept through the whole thing. We think she yeah, saw it. She's probably going to have trauma. And she's probably going to f- f- be fucked up. So, uh, Frank, I don't know what reason he goes back to the house. Um, he goes back to the house for some reason, uh, his mother-in-law's house. No. So she, he takes the daughter to pick up the father. Uh, so he, so Frank takes candy to the, like, it's obviously like a day or two later, but after that scene, they go home, he puts her to bed. Then a couple of days later, he goes to pick up the father from the airport, uh, Nola's father. Mm -hmm. And when they're walking, he's like, I'm so sorry to hear that you guys are going through what we went through. Like this little angel shouldn't have to go through it, you know, because obviously the father. Yeah. And then you get the father who goes back to the house because he's like, oh, I still have the keys because she always wanted me to come back and I never gave the keys back. So he he goes back to the house where oh, she's murdered. Right. Yeah, yeah. He goes there. And he's been drinking. And this is uh, after he tried to get his daughter out of the hospital with Raglan. Uh, and Raglan tells him to go fuck himself. Yeah, he goes yeah. to see Raglan. That's right. That's right. Raglan tells him he can't see his he daughter. He can't see his he daughter. And he can't out. tell her that the mom is dead. Right, right. Yeah. It'll, it'll jeopardize It'll jeopardize her. everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like ready to knock his lights out, which... I would too, you know, I get it. Raglan's essentially being portrayed as the bad guy here again until he gets the last 30 minutes and you're like, oh shit. Uh, so the, the movie ends up showing him drunk at the mom's house and saying at his like, ex-wife's house. at his ex-wife's house and mm-hmm. calling the son after son-in-law, son-in-law. Yeah, um, right. Sorry. The, the son-in-law you know, is... He's going to try to score with the He's trying teacher. to score with the teacher, right? <laughs> but he's still married. He's still married, so it's not okay. Um, and she's trying to score with him, apparently. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> she's like... She clearly, like, cares for Candy, and yes, she's, yes. you know... She knows she has she, some... Uh, she's the first person that she kind of opened up with after the murder that we, she witnessed. So she says, oh, she says she's hungry. Can we bring... You know, can we give her dinner? So Frank, who's also obviously attracted to this teacher, is like, yeah, you want to come over for dinner, and then we could talk about her 
afterwards and she's like yeah yes like no problem no problem i'll I'll come so Mm -hmm. as they're Mm -hmm. talking Mm -hmm. even frank and and again this is uh, much of the theme we talked about with abuse and how it affects people around you he says you know i married nola like i I don't want to say he says that he was like tricked. No, he, yeah, no, he says essentially he was tricked into marrying her and, and she hoped that his normalcy would rub off on their kid, but it looks like it's the other way around. Like her craziness rubbed rubbed off off on them, Mm -hmm. uh, which is fucked up. Yeah. It's a fucked Mm -hmm. up thing to say, but like, I get why maybe his anger is there too. You know, he's bitter. He's bitter. You know, like he's worried about the safety of his daughter. He's, you know, I, I wonder, keep in mind, like, uh, this, the writing of this, uh, Cronenberg wrote this film while he was going through a divorce and, but, uh, and custody battle with his wife. Uh, yeah, I think I had read that and, uh, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So you see, uh, <laughs> like you could see some of it in the writing yeah. and stuff. I mean, you see, that's what good writers do, right? Ari Aster wrote Midsummer as a breakup movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's really like it's less of a cult horror movie. It's a breakup movie. You know, yeah. with with some cultism in well, it. You know, <laughs> you make it interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. You know, <laughs> I'm sure what happens in this movie doesn't actually happen in uh in Cronenberg in Cronenberg's life. No, I don't think his no. uh, ex-wife uh, manifested, manifested creatures. Creatures, yeah. Oh. Spoiler. Uh, anyway, so, we'll get to that. It yeah, gets weirder. So, trust me. Uh, the, um, the father-in-law calls him while he's trying to score. I mean, um, discuss his daughter's, uh, <laughs> you know, menta- mental state, saying that he was going to go fuck up uh, Oliver Reed. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I want to go fuck him up. You want to come with me? He's and, like, uh, and yeah. And I'm going to have a drunken arm wrestling contest <laughs> with him over the life of my daughter. Something tells me Oliver Reed would win. Yeah. Something uh, so, tells me would win. So he, he would says win. he's going to fuck up Raglan and take his daughter. And yeah. Frank's like, no, don't be stupid. Don't drive. You're drunk. I'm going to come there. He convinces the teacher. So she goes, I guess I got babies. I got I I got babysitting. He's like, if you won't mind, I'll just be like 45 minutes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very specific. Yeah. Time. Yeah. So she agrees. Yeah. And, um, he goes to get him, but unfortunately, by the time he gets there, his father-in-law has his brain splattered with snow globes. Yeah. Right? With two snow globes. Mm-hmm. And um, by the same person, little person that killed his mother-in-law. And when Frank gets there, he gets attacked by the little person, which what I actually liked, Frank manages to kill the the killer uh, pretty easily, actually. Um, yeah, that I didn't understand. I thought I had missed something. Um, no, he just basically tosses the killer off of him. Yeah, he, he like, tosses the, the killer off of him. The killer falls on the floor, and but it's still moving. And then the cops come and they're like, oh, uh, it was hiding in the house. We didn't even think to look for something that small. And then... Even though it left its like small-handed fingerprints and like, at the murder scene, yeah. it specifically leaves handprints when it kills... Um, uh, the mom yeah so i I thought that was gonna be yeah part of the story he said we were looking at a romanian bicyclist it was so weird like he he's like oh we were looking at a bicyclist who lived down the way and we're like Uh, i was like what a weird fucking just thing to say i could believe cyclists and murderers (laughs) they have such rage (laughs) i don't even know for sure if it was a cyclist it was like some (laughs) weird offhanded thing and i was like okay whatever but then they like go to the next scene and it's a flashback scene of 
Frank seeing the dead body and he's like, why did die? Like, I didn't, I didn't kill it. Autopsy on it. Yeah. And then, well, I, I, I enjoyed that. It didn't like vanish or disintegrate. Right. I I kind of like, yeah, they had a thing, they arrested it, but it Mm -hmm. died. And, but it, I, again, I thought I missed something because you don't see it hit the floor particularly hard. You don't it see bangs it against the wall. It bangs against fall. the wall yeah. and then mm-hmm. falls, but it's still like moving and talking and growling. Doesn't it say something? No, it's just kind of like <laughs> yeah. Uh, its tongue is too big for its mouth. The the coroner says so. It doesn't really. It do, it can't speak properly and then they go through the list of like what's weird and then he's like don't you notice anything about it and he goes it's missing a navel frank says and then the cop goes what's that (laughs) he goes he doesn't have a belly button (laughs) which i don't know why that bothered me so much what what is it (laughs) what's a navel (laughs) i don't understand yeah I was just like, okie dokie, uh, which is one of the reasons I was like, this movie sucks, right? So just, you just didn't understand it. Oh, sure. I understood it just fine, obviously, you know, but I had my issues with it here and there for the first hour. And then, like I said, the last half hour is fucking great. But well, this is like, I guess this is the starting point of where it starts to pick up because next we cut to the teacher. teacher at home Mm -hmm. uh you know candy's asleep but the phone rings so she picks it up because she thinks it might be frank Mm -hmm. and she's like hi you know this is carverth carveth residence and she's like who's this and she goes and she says her first name and then she's like oh it's and then she says the the woman on the phone says her full name and she's like oh is this mrs carveth like nola carveth is this you you know Mm -hmm. And Nola loses her shit, and she's like, oh, "Are you fucking my husband, you bitch?" You know, and trying to steal my. She's family. trying to steal my family, and she's just like, "I won't even dignify that with an answer." Which realistically, she could have gone, "No, your husband's out. I'm babysitting." But I get it. They they want to show how psychotic the wife is, mm-hmm. and she flips out, so she hangs up the phone. A few seconds later, the phone rings again, but she doesn't pick it up. She covers it with a pillow because she's like, I don't want to fucking talk to her yeah, again. I don't want to hear the phone ringing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when Frank comes home after everything, after finding his father-in-law's body, after going to the police, after viewing the autopsy of this creature that they is super weird and out of nowhere. And I kind of thought they were going to go with aliens. And I was like, please don't go with aliens. No, they, but they admit it's something and different. And they're like, it's fucking weird. It, the, we don't know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she, he gets back to the house and... Uh, uh, the teacher's like, your life's a little too complicated for me right Goodbye. Now. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even tell her that um, the father-in-law is dead. Nothing. Yeah. He's, He's just, just like, like, yeah. She's like, you're past the 45 minute mark and you're fucked. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I can't do this. Yeah, your wife's I crazy. Want, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to help your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, could be te- she could be my student, but uh, that's all this is going to be. <laughs> And I don't yeah. blame her not one bit. Yeah. And then the next day, she's fucking dead. <laughs> Dude, that, that was probably the most brutal scene. Yeah. And then those poor kids. Oh, my God. I, this, I, this movie's fucked. Yeah. This movie's really uh, fucked up. Cronenberg has, uh, has, yeah. a, has a fucking psychosexual fetish. There's uh, no way he doesn't. And, and there's no limit to, like, where he's... There's no way he doesn't kids. like getting burned a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's not limited to ass slapping and hair pulling. It's like cut my arm <laughs> so yeah as uh i, I don't fully remember there's a uh, raglan is he going over i'm sorry i'm still giggling at my thought process of what david cronenberg has to do to get off <laughs> <I'm sorry. 
God. You leave the man alone. <laughs> He's a gem. Um, Fucking leg wounds and shit like that. <laughs> think he chokes himself with a belt. <laughs> It's a dual belt with him and his partner. <laughs> the tighter one pulls, the tighter the other gets. <laughs> okay. As long as they don't stick a fucking umbilical cord into their spine and fucking... Uh, Speaking of, Existence is a pretty good movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. I'll give it a try one day while I'm choking myself with a belt. There you go. Perfect. Um, <laughs> That's how you gotta watch it. <laughs> When it comes to that, uh, put a bullet in the Yeah, okay. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> that's that's when we're past the Viagra stage. Yeah. Right? <laughs> anything. Anything to get me off, please. What if it happens to just porn in Viagra? <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> stop sh- stop kink shaming, guys. <laughs> Have we gotten to that stage yet? Yeah. Somebody complain? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stephen King doesn't know how to end books. As one of my, <laughs> as one of my stepdaughters said, uh, say, "Don't yuck someone else's yum." I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Do you know Fox Mulder is addicted to porn in X Files? Is he really? Yes, I get it. <laughs> same, same buddy. You're sick. Um, you know, I used to be, I used to love porn until I stopped watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I almost spit on the mic. <laughs> I brought I brought my hard drive to Best Buy for the Geek Squad, right? Because it, it had crashed. Fix it, but don't turn it on. <laughs> you should have seen the kid's face when like I just joked about like porn. <laughs> he was like, "Bro, there's no shame in it." <laughs> he wasn't trying to yuck your yum, bro. <laughs> Oh, like, my face I hurts. Like, I was like, don't go into the D drive. <laughs> <laughs> the D stands for dick. <laughs> you didn't get it. Yeah, I know. What <laughs> thing? But I was like, no, bro, it's really oh, like, God. it's a D drive. <laughs> but I, I put the porn in the D drive for a reason. So don't go in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, we can't save the computer. I was like, so you didn't see nothing? He's like, no. I was like. How do I get the porn? There's <laughs> a lot in there. Yeah, I downloaded I'm a lot se- of stuff. I'm sentimental to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know how like, you know how like John Cusack files his DV- <laughs> his records in high fidelity. That's how I file my porn by points in my life. <laughs> yeah. This is when I was into like you know the dark haired girls. Then I went blondes, you know. Then I had that, a really long yeah. period of redheads. Yeah, that, you know, for, for a while I thought it had to be the big boob girls, but then I was like, nah, I don't like the like the fake boobs. I like natural now, you know. Then it was like, oh yeah, the Latinas, you know. But uh, no, no, I was like, really, dude, I got like tons of my movies in there that I've downloaded over the years that come with my free uh <laughs> my DVDs and Blu-rays that I bought. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like he's like, really? I go, yeah, like I'm teasing you. Yeah. It's like no no K- kinda. Kind of. I mean like there's some dirty movies in there, but <laughs> I still mean, don't look at it because yeah. it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> like and there's like homemade stuff with the misses. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but uh yeah I was like no dude really I got like 
three terabytes of downloaded films of like <laughs> 10,000 movies that I own. Uh, how am I going to get that back? He's like, it's going to cost you. <laughs> I was like, let it go. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I still got the physical copy. Um, did you, speaking of, did you hear they want to, now they're talking about going back and putting product placement in old movies? Why? Because they can. But don't they already do that? Um, like a lot. <laughs> no. Do they? No. They, they could like go back and put a fucking like a Pepsi drink now in an older movie. Or mem- like in E.T. now they'll go back and put fucking M&M's where the Reese's Pieces was. Who knows? You know? Pretty dumb. I think it's super dumb. Why? Th- that's why. Physical media. Physical media, brothers. Yeah. Comrades. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> How did we get into talking about product placement when we started about David Cronenberg's kinks? <laughs> Uh, porn, <laughs> <laughs> and then physical media, right? Physical media. Gotcha. Don't never go and put product placement in porn because nobody puts products. Do you in even porn. remember what we were talking about? Like yes. what scene we were yes. talking about? We were talking about uh, kinks, David Cronenberg kinks. No, no, no. Uh, yes. Prior to that, yes, yes. Hold on, I'll backtrack. Uh, so choking the girl killed the teacher being murdered right okay there we go yes so mm-hmm. yes so <laughs> very uh, specific very specific i don't know how oh went into this psychotic mind of porn um <laughs> i know how david cronenberg um, and, his, and king and his, shaming david cronenberg <laughs> yeah and stephen king still can't finish books properly yeah we've talked about that before <laughs> we have yeah <clears throat> and so, cronenberg likes to get punched in the face during sex anyway moving on <laughs> He was really good in, uh, I think, The Killer in Nightbreed. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh, wow. Did you spoil it for me? No, it's known. Is it? Yes. Is it? Mm, yes. Pretty sure I'll just spoiled fucking Nightbreed for me. <laughs> I mean, I know we spoiled the movies for you guys all the time, but I'm hoping you watch the movies before you listen to this podcast or you don't care. So back to the school scene. Um, yes. I can't remember. Was she having? She was doing her little uh, speech here too. Or you find that out afterwards. I think that she was uh, reminiscing of the teacher stealing her family. I think it's, Raglan I think finds out afterwards. Raglan finds out that yeah, she's uh, Raglan has like a thing where he plays the teacher, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, if you just you know divorce, get divorced, then I can be frank. He goes, I can I can give you visitation with with candy and it won't be an issue. He's trying to make it so that she's not seeing the teacher as the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's doing that for everyone though. Yeah, to try to make it uh for the uh, father, for the mother, but she keeps having rage towards them. Yeah, which is when he decides to send I think everybody away at that point. After he sees the newspaper article with the dwarf, he is like to his like henchmen because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't really know what else to call him. <laughs> he tells him send everybody home except for Nola. Like, mm-hmm. and he's like, what do we tell him? He goes, whatever you want, just be kind. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he's not cruel. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's only cruel when he's shaming them. <laughs> he's only cruel. When he's, well, he's doing In it again therapy. for the purposes yeah. of the therapy. Yeah. The psychoplasmic and, um, therapy. Yeah. And you, you get the idea like, okay, so maybe he's not as bad as you maybe yeah. initially thought. He's not the cause of this. Mm-hmm. So af- after he finds out about the killing, after he finds out about uh, the teacher, you get the death scene of the teacher, which is 
uh, convenient that the father stops to talk to another parent after they drop off the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see these two kids go into the school after all the other kids, and you assume, oh, these are the... The dwarf uh, the murderers. D- dwarf murderers. Um, they refer to them as dwarfs in the movie, not as little people. That's why we're referring to them as dwarfs. They take candy and they put her in a separate room so she doesn't witness it. And then they straight up beat the ever-loving shit out of the teacher until they murder her. These poor kids in the classroom witness it. One kid manages to run outside and get help, which is where he finds... Frank runs in. Frank runs in with the teacher, and he sees her dead and bloodied on the floor, and these kids are, like, whimpering and crying. It's very sad. Um, And, like, it's a fucked-up scene. Yeah, um, it's pretty. It's really fucked up. It's super fucked up. And they like he puts a like a big sheet that they were coloring in over her face. Yeah, a newspaper. Like it wasn't a newspaper. It was like um like, oh, like something drawing, the kids had drawn, drawn on. Yes, it was yes. sad. Mm-hmm. Like it just made it extra sad. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then after he does that, he realizes, oh shit, where's my kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he starts going crazy. So that's when he goes to the, to the house of where everything happens. And you see the dwarfs walking her on like the highway. <laughs> on the highway in the mm-hmm. snow. Mm-hmm. Um, you see him go to a separate place where they had apparently lived for six months when they were separated. The mother, Enola and mm-hmm. Candy. And the the cop is like, well, you know, we're, we'll find her or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I I can't quite remember how how Frank decides to go to the doctor again. Oh, he, um, one of the patients, the weirdo patient finds him and says he's got them in the attic. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, so with, earlier on, the one he was shaming at the beginning of the movie, who right. thinks that, uh, Raglan betrayed them yeah. all. Cause he loves, he's her favorite. She's his favorite. She's yeah. his favorite. He keeps saying, right. So she's earlier in the movie, yeah. He says. Uh, earlier <laughs> in the movie, Frank goes to see the guy who's going to sue Raglan and Raglan and uh, Mike, I think is the character's name Maybe uh, is, is the guy from the very beginning of the movie who had daddy issues. He goes to see this patient who's suing Raglan and then the patient who's suing Raglan calls Frank and they talk to him. And that's when Mike is like, you know, will you be my daddy to to Frank? And Frank's like, the fuck fuck (laughs) and he's like he goes oh of course not i disgust you i i shouldn't even ask if you're not into it you're not into it it's very (laughs) weird yeah um but yeah the yeah because he feels betrayed by raglan for sending them away and that's when he's like and he thinks it's because raglan's in love with uh nola you know you could kind of see that he might be um yeah but i uh, but the patient sees it as like love and he's obsessed with her and doesn't love them anymore but it's it's twofold like yes he's maybe attracted to her and that she but she's his breakthrough yeah she's his breakthrough right and at the same time though i think he is protecting everyone because there is danger there and these and he does care about his other patients which is why he sends them away and this clearly like if she's angry enough for some reason they could all be in danger by these um manifestations of her rage right so you you find out that um so at that point in time uh mike shows up at frank's house uh and says he's keeping them in the attic her children and then he goes so he tries to sneak in uh frank sees uh dr raglan's about is coming out of a place he locks the door he like pushes him against the wall and he's like 
I want my daughter. Give me my daughter. Like, we're getting the hell out of here. So then he explains to him. He's like, uh, he pulls out a gun. Mm-hmm. Dr. Raglan. He's like, I have a gun, yeah. <laughs> which I just thought was a very matter of. <laughs> yeah, he goes, he didn't see I him. have a gun. <laughs> he's like, Frank, I have a gun. Like, I could shoot you right now, but I won't. And he kind of, uh, it's a, it's an expo exposition, exposition dump kind of. Yes. Like you have, like, uh, this is what's going on. Yeah. She's manifesting them. Yeah. You have to go talk to her. Yeah, he's like, it is, he goes, believe. Oh, you make her your children. Like it's her children. And it's like, he goes, no, they, they are her, her children. children. Mm-hmm. She's manifesting them. And you don't quite know how she's manifesting them. Yeah. Like, are they, uh, just her? And like- then you see how she manifests yes. them and it's fucking Gross. Yeah, I, I I do enjoy like him telling her. You know, at first you meant to think like, are they just manifesting out of nowhere? Like, is she yeah. will like in in a way the dark half, right? Right. They, is she willing them into existence? From like, is her rage manifesting into existence? Yeah. Um, and that's what you kind of think it is. You're like, oh, yeah, her first, rage has manifested into these things yeah. that killed. Where are, are these little uh, dots on her body growing into something? Um, or but you just, don't see the dots on her body. No, you don't see them they just uh, you you do eventually see yes. them mm-hmm. and yeah that's pretty much what's happening yeah. she has mm-hmm. these things on her body the welts that the mother was talking, talking about, about at the beginning a, of the movie yeah, when she was a child when she was a kid those things are her rage yes, essentially she's enraged um yeah and raglan tells him like go to her talk to her tell her you love her and he's like no i'm not gonna do that and he's, he's like, like make her believe that you want to be a family again so i can get your daughter and get the fuck out of there without he, her getting killed but he says she won't believe me yeah she he's knows like, you have to try you have to make her believe yeah. you i'm gonna get your daughter out you know and he does he walks up to the to the room to where the attic, the attic. <sighs> where these like little and and the way they should they are like like deformed not fully not fully like fully formed, formed kind I think of that's like what it's more like meant to be they're not fully like when the fetus is in the belly and the the face hasn't fully formed yet yeah and it's still trying to form i think yeah. that's kind of what they're meant to look like yeah fully formed fetuses, fetuses that are like faces. in a way but they're all way, around the same size as the daughter yes. so yeah and the fact that there's like bunk bed like beds everywhere yeah. and they're all in these like coats and outfits that, that are similar mesh. to the daughters yes. yeah um, it's weird it's very unco- it, it's unsettling unsettling it's a very creepy meant to make you feel like oh my like this is disturbing this but is- again it's also very much to the theme of you know we like to think that we have a handle on things but sometimes our kids are the manifestation of you know what we hate most about ourselves like we we show our rage you know we can hide it but if our kid ends up being exactly like you you know yeah it's just a weird side note like Mm -hmm. the jumanji thing right where he's like i stayed in the jungle for 26 years and i still ended up my father Mm -hmm. that kind of shit yeah you know Mm -hmm. um and this williams um, i love robin williams Fuck, um, this, fuck the remakes. <laughs> I actually didn't think the first one was that bad. No, no. I don't like The Rock. It's okay. Um, uh, so, so yeah. So they. So he. You realize in that time, Raglan isn't the bad guy. He's maybe. He maybe I like started the Rock and out. The <laughs> it's the only movie I like from him. I really like The Rundown. Yeah. I like Standing Tall or whatever Stand, it's called. Yeah, Standing Tall. I think so. Walking Tall. Walking Tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that the was run, good too. The Rundown still is best. The Rundown movie. is is great. It's a great uh, action movie. It is. It, it is. is. Okay, uh, okay, back to this. Anyway, back to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, forget. <laughs> 
so so yeah the 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 doctor who you who I definitely thought was the bad guy this whole time ends mm-hmm. up being the good guy, which is what I I was like, oh wow, okay, that's an interesting turn of the events. The antagonist becomes the protagonist. Yes, sure, um, but yeah, you assume he's the villain because he's like creepy ish, and creepy. then the scene where he's like in his robe, like after he just took a shower at the beginning, and yeah, uh, and Frank is like fighting with him, and I'm yeah, like, like, I'm like when he addresses the his patient as her father and then kisses her on the chin yeah yeah it's a little like, weird yeah, like, like did you bang her? yeah mm-hmm. and then like you like you don't know if there's an implication of like the father having molested her but then she clears it up and she's yes. like you just didn't protect me from my abusive me, mother yeah. you walked away but then i and again i think there's the implication that maybe he's also like in a sexual i think like i think that's what the movie tries to imply also i think it's maybe, like trying to imply that the doctor himself is maybe attracted to his patient mm-hmm. and like the dangers of that because your your mind is clouded by your attraction to this person I mean, she is hot she is hot <laughs> um but um but yeah, she that, even he even tells Frank she doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't know that she's creating these things and that they're killing uh, but, people. But the reveal reveals that she fucking knows she for sure. Because when Frank is like, I love you, I love you, you know, <laughs> and then she shows he's disgusted. Um, she sh- Essentially, she so she lifts her gown mm-hmm. and she's completely naked underneath. You see welts. No boobies. No boobies. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see welts that sort of look like faces growing from her. And then like the much bigger. You see the giant outside body fetus growing. Yeah. And that she leans over and bites the sack open. And rips it. And then open. rips it. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. So. Wait, I don't get it though. How does it not have a belly button if it's an outside fetus? What's it attached to? Just the the boils on her the, body, the right? Welts, it's uh, just very disturbing and disgusting. odd. And then and she's like licking the blood. <laughs> fucking gonna vomit. Gonna yeah, vomit. Yeah, it's fucking. It's gross. sick and like it's hard to. And again, I guess they had to do something kind of horrific so Frank could break. Because how? Like, I mean, it's easy enough to lie. But for Frank, it's like this is disgusting, yeah, and yeah. she looks. He couldn't, he couldn't keep the lie going after witnessing something so atrocious, right? So as um, uh, and she clearly sees, and like, she clearly she's like, uh, you don't. You she's don't like, love you, me. Find yeah, you find it disgusting. She goes, well, you want to take my daughter away from me, and he's like, no, no, I don't want that. And he's yeah. like, I'd rather. She goes, I'd, I'd rather, rather her die than you be t- uh, with you and not with me and not with me, yeah. right? So, so she, so she unleashes the her squad <laughs> yeah who who had attacked and killed raglan, raglan at that point mm-hmm. which is so sad because i really thought he was gonna make it out yeah i was actually i was rooting for i him. was rooting for yeah. him to make it out because he's like slowly walking away with the daughter and he, just with a gun in his hand with a gun is <laughs> i mean he gets a few of them yeah he does. good on he him at least a few of them but um and i gotta say uh at that moment where she unleashes her her brood yeah right let's be honest that's like the, the brood. name of the movie yeah. mm-hmm. uh I gotta say though, Gangrel, Edge, and Christians theme music, excellent. Um, well, it was actually Gangrel's music, and yes, then they yes. all adopted it. Uh, and then Edge had also. Awesome oh my god! <laughs> Get to too. the movie. <laughs> On this day, I feel clearly right. Isn't that it? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. I don't watch wrestling anymore. It's been like <laughs> fifteen years. Is he still around, Edge? Yeah. Didn't I break his neck. Yeah, he came back recently. Really? Yeah. 
which seems stupid. I thought that was like done. Yeah. Career well, no, he it was because yeah. it was Do that they have bad. Like new like surgeries that can. I, I really, don't know. I just don't think they it's, take like the blood of children and then like inject it into you and then boom. You sound like a conspiracy there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> I heard it's like psychoplasmic. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's psychoplasmic. Uh, yeah. Therapy. That's how Edge fixed his neck with psychoplasmics. <laughs> he, <laughs> I heard they take uh, Nola's. Uh, <laughs> Ectoplasmic uh Ectoplasmic <laughs> Confusing Ghostbusters with the brood. It's, it's it's crazy. It's so um, yeah, but the no, really they fixed his neck? No, yeah. He's he's back in. He's Holy like, shit. Yeah. It I, was like a fucking career ending thing and yeah, now he's I, like I, I back. thought he was like if I move even wrong, I'm paralyzed. Yeah. I don't wow, it seems dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, it yeah, seems dangerous. Crazy. I mean, that's the life though, right? Like You've seen the wrestler. It's the hard knock life, bro. But no, but for real, that was a great. The wrestler movie. was a fucking great movie. What? Uh, That's probably I mean, my don't favorite. Get me wrong, like, Darren Aronofsky. The, the Oscars are shit. But how the fuck did he not win an Oscar for that movie? That whole movie. That whole movie should have won like best picture, best like and, best actor. And for us, we've been so entrenched in like the wrestling world for most of our lives. And then when me and my husband first started dating, we were actually very much in the indie scene involved mm -hmm. in it. So to see it from that perspective, having seen the movie and then seeing the indie scene and what the indie guys actually go through, you're really very it's super fucking accurate. Yeah. They even have well, like he, a shit ton of indie wrestlers in the movie. Mm -hmm. So, well, he goes into the indie scene after his major career is over, right? Which is what the indie scene is. Not right? really. It's like the, how, it, how it's portrayed in the movie is that like you can get to the highest of highs in the indie scene and still not make it. And that's essentially what happened to him. And he's no, just, wasn't he legit? And then falls into the indie scene? No, he had like one big televised fight and that was the extent of really? it. Yeah. I don't remember. And then he's like ridden his indie career off of that. Oh, wow. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't, I don't we, remember. We watched it recently because oh, okay. my husband had it. never seen it. What? Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, yeah, he had that's never right, seen yeah. it. And, and then like, like, what's wrong with Within you? the last yeah. like six months, I was like, well, we're going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. And you need Rick, to... What was his name? Rick... Uh, Randy the Ram, yeah. Randy the Ram, yeah. Guys, if you have never seen The Wrestler, you want to talk about like a movie that has, I mean, the first that, the music that, that, and the yes, oh, that shit. movie is just like... Mickey Rourke in his fucking absolute best role you'll ever see him in on that was on his, God's that was Green like, Earth, that was like, like his comeback, um, movie, his comeback right? movie. That should have yeah. been his like um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. like comeback movie, right? And yeah. then get big roles, and then he just did nothing. He just, yeah, now yeah, he's he like did. in the Expendables three. You yeah, know, like yeah, he, he was like uh, the villain in Iron Man two, and yeah. then he was doing all these like yeah, he just did crap. But but like, fuck man, yeah, Randy the wrestler is yeah. literally. It's so, and if yeah. you've ever stopped, been a fan I of wrestling, watching wrestling but that's the, the thing, even if you've ever been a fan of wrestling, mm -hmm. if you've ever been to like one of these indie shows that they have at like these small venues, but people who are fans of wrestling go and see it. It's just, mm -hmm. it's so fucking accurate. Yeah. It's, oh man. I don't know. I stopped watching wrestling after the whole Chris Benoit murder suicide. I know thing. that. I know yeah. that was like Chris Benoit was your favorite, and then yeah, it just yeah. fucked you. That that fucked whole you up. Uh, that whole they don't protect their guys properly. They don't. They don't watch out. They for don't. Them. You, know, you know, I don't. Like whole, I don't the love whole, the whole football thing right now with the whole concussion thing. Right. Like you, you know, get it in terms of like yeah, like how what wrestlers it could do to your are mental state. Right. Yeah. Like it's only like it's like dominant now. Like they're talking about it, but like wrestlers have been going through it their whole life. Like yeah. The, I remember reading the stories like Benoit had like 
like hundreds of concussions in his life. I'm I like, don't. How the fuck does that? I don't necessarily um, like um, what's his name, John uh, Oliver. Yeah, yeah, he's a twat, but he. You know what though? Mm-hmm. He did a fucking entire segment about wrestling, mm-hmm. and he's a hundred percent right on it. Mm-hmm. I can oh, at yeah, least you agree with him. Plot, but you could still have he, good points. <laughs> he, no, yeah, mm-hmm. like if you ever get the chance, watch, watch it. it. Mm-hmm. He yeah, goes through because he was a because he's a wrestling fan, John mm-hmm. Oliver. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So he's he's seen like what the industry does to people and Destroys how they don't protect yeah, their yeah. people mm-hmm. and yeah, the rampant how, like drug and steroid abuse. And I'm sure right. like they, and then it's all it's all one like person running it too yeah. like mm-hmm. there's no real competition for wwe you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and oh man it's it's a very good segment i yeah. i highly recommend i highly recommend you guys watch it and i highly recommend l watches it mm-hmm. uh, also watch the wrestler yeah. uh, can okay. we get back to this fucking movie yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so um obviously i hope you guys enjoy our fucking random tirades about shit because <laughs> well we could always edit it out if i mean i guess yes. um anyway so obviously uh raglan dies um, so raglan dies the, trying to save the, the girl the brood goes after um, the daughter she locks daughter, herself in her which was a very powerful scene like she's as they're breaking through she's screaming she's crying. screaming crying yeah, and he's I like was, they're i was concerned for her like yeah, yeah, i'm like how do they get concerned. how do they get her to act this way because she's been pretty much i don't want to say stale the whole movie but holy shit stale. she was quiet she, she was obviously like, had she's uh, traumatized she trauma. yeah she has trauma but she was fucking screaming and crying yeah. like how do they get this out of her because i'm a little worried yeah, for yeah, yeah. her well-being well, i think she was actually eight years old playing a, 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 a five-year-old five old, so, okay you know so she, right, was, so she was probably able to yeah um, but i would still say it's hard for an eight-year-old to pull that kind of emotion holy crap i mean yeah. she was it, it genuinely looked like she was terrified yeah, you know yeah. did, did they get um what's his face from the shining stanley kubrick in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> again again yeah they had her do 700, <laughs> 700 two, two yeah, times 200 plus uh takes uh but um but yeah and then in that time she's like frank is yelling at her and he's like you're gonna they're kill. gonna kill yeah. her they're mm-hmm. gonna kill our daughter stop and she's like just she's like then kill me you know yeah mm-hmm. and he fucking chokes her out yeah, he, he chokes her to death. death yeah you know and and he did what he had to he, yeah. he saved his daughter and then he's like he goes it's okay we'll be okay we're gonna go home you're safe now yeah and, and the movie the, the climactic ends. uh look what we got on her body yeah little, she has like two little tiny welts but you can kind of make out they look like smiley faces like you know well, like they're, they're, it's, it's, it's obviously clearly gonna tell you she's gonna go through that too the same, uh, but again it's the same kind of trauma over the course of like family history mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to break away from that. Well, it's hard she to. She has an abusive mother. She has an abusive but, mother. But at the same time, the father was there for her, yeah. trying to, but still, in a way, put her in. But put her in that danger. Dangers, like yes. she, mm-hmm. you know, she was there when the grandmother died. Mm-hmm. She was with the with the teacher, teacher when the when teacher, teacher died. died. You, you know, know she like was put in another room. She yeah, but it. she, you know, and you, you find out the reason she has those bruises and bite marks on her back is because those those creatures did it to her. Did it to her when the mother was the mad mother at her. Was mad at her, yes. Yeah. So it's clearly that the mother is. It's no doubt she's an abusive mother, yeah. um, and her rage that manifested was being taken out on her willingly. Like she, yeah. allowed not it to only happen. was she abusing her daughter herself, but then once that. Like they were in the institution and she started to create these things from her body. Those were abusing her. Yeah. Which is still her. So, uh, you know, a manifestation of her. Yeah. So the brood. Of the brood. We should play the music as we close. Oh, no, wait. We'll get uh, pulled. Okay. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, um, and that's the brood. I 
like I said, I liked Oliver Reed quite a bit. I found Frank's choices questionable in the movie <laughs> quite a I, bit. I liked Oliver Reed the most. The most, yeah. yes. I like. He wasn't in a ton of the movie, no, no, though. He wasn't. He had. But a, neither was the mother. But anytime, and I loved uh, her perform. I loved Nola in it. I yeah, yeah. She was good with a few Samantha times. Samantha Eggert. Yeah, yeah, she was great. I liked the father-in-law in it. He, yeah, like his, you like. His, his sorrow his over the sorrow, situation, his, his fuck up as a father, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not going to let this happen to my daughter or my granddaughter, you know, like his trying to redeem himself and failing miserably. Um, yeah. Well, he, he didn't fail. He got killed. But um, yeah. he was like, no, but no, not. I mean, his failure as a father and that yeah, yeah. he didn't protect his daughter. And now, and now it's he's like, I'm going to now s- it's transferred to the to the granddaughter yeah you know like but him i'm gonna do something about it but then what does he do he goes and fucking drinks right and gets himself like you think part of they're both alcoholics the parents so it's yeah and you think like if you think about it had he not gotten drunk would he have been able to save himself right yeah so even in his arc to redeem himself he drinks himself to death right so i mean the snowballs helped (laughs) Obviously, but you, you get it metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, like, had he been sober, he might have been able to save himself, right? Because, I mean, look, Frank threw the fucking uh, kill the dwarf off his back and um, saved himself. <laughs> yeah, and saved himself. Right? So, uh, something tells me Frank's father-in-law would have been able to crush the kill a dwarf. Yeah. Um, so, the, the kill a brood. So, yeah, I, and, I, and I say I love Cronenberg. Right? Yes, I, I, as uh, much as I give this movie shit and as much as I give Cronenberg shit and joke about his, what would be his sexual well, he has <laughs> interests, sexual fantasies. like his movies are no doubt some of the more interesting ones I've ever seen. History of Violence. Uh, I don't think I ever saw History of Violence. Seen, oh, I've seen Eastern seen Promises. Viggo Mortensen and Maria Bella? Yeah. Right? On the steps? Mm-hmm. I think I've seen that scene, but just because oh. Vico Morton's. <laughs> just like, fuck you, Joey. And then he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she's I. She's a great actress. Maria yeah. Bello. I'm yeah. sure she's a great actress. She's fantastic. Um, Vico Morton's got a thing for nude scenes. Yeah, he did the whole nude fight scene oh, in Eastern Promises. Naked, like, violent fight scene, yeah. you know, where he's killing people, cock and all hanging out. <laughs> My boy. FYI, he's not killing people with his cock. He just happens no, to have no, his no. cock. Yeah, yeah, he's just in a steam room naked. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'll give, that's a, I'll give a man credit for that, you know? Yeah. And he's I mean, all, that whole all, movie. Yeah. It must have been chilly in that steam room because he wasn't all that impressive, you know? <laughs> nerves, nerves, you know? Like, <laughs> come on. Get me on film. He didn't pull a fucking uh, Mark Wahlberg and put a prosthetic dick on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what? <It's> so weird <laughs> that you know that. <laughs> Well, who doesn't? That's true. Can I get a shot at anybody? I know that. Mark Wahlberg had a prosthetic dick in... Uh... I knew that. Yeah, of course you did. I was obsessed with Mark Wahlberg for a little while. You were? Yeah, no. Didn't you watch Cruel Intentions like 10,000 fucking times? He wasn't in Cruel Intentions. Whatever. Are you talking about fear? Fear. That's what I was talking about. That's yeah. way off. Because they both had Reese Witherspoon? That's... Yes, Reese Witherspoon. See? Fear was actually a very good movie. Did you ever it watch it? It was. I, yes, I did. I liked it. Yeah. He was really good in it, actually. He was very good in it. I was it. actually, like, scared of him a little bit. Yeah. I was like, damn, bro. And, Is and that how you are in real life? Uh, Gil Grissom. Was he violent in real life? Yes. Yes. When I'm he was, sure he's been let's, arrested. Let's or, not let's not get into the history of Mark Wahlberg and his violence, because <laughs> then we'll go into a whole other topic. Um, yeah, and Gil Grissom was in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were just talking uh, about... William Peterson. William Peterson. Yes. We were talking um, about him before we started the episode. Yes, yes. Um, um, he was the dad 
in the movie. Yeah, yeah. You saw this one, Sam. Yeah, that everybody thought I, he was I being liked... overprotective of his daughter, but he had he had it all right. Yeah, he had it all right. Sometimes dads just know. Sometimes dads just know. Except in uh, the brood. Except in the brood. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to leave my daughter with this alcoholic abuser. It'll be fine. Why, why I fight for custody <laughs> over my abusive wife. Wife. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> But uh yeah, what is so what is your favorite Cronenberg film? Uh but yeah, you, you I, should watch um a history of violence. Honestly, I think Rabbit. Yeah? Yeah. Not the fly. Uh no. Cause I I mean I've seen the fly like maybe once or twice. It wasn't really like not that it wasn't good. It was great. It was great when I watched it. It's great when I rewatch it. I just I feel I, like as far as his mean, earlier work, you didn't love Existence over there. I did like it, but I also <laughs> I didn't you love Crash too? No, <laughs> I certainly didn't. Oh, you loved Scanners. <laughs> yeah, big fan of Scanners. Made your head explode. <laughs> yeah, literally, we're fucking boredom. An hour into it, and I'm like, that's enough. <laughs> um. That movie's like what two and a half I hours? Think, I, I think I like Shivers. I think long. I like Shivers better than Rabbit, if I remember correctly. I liked Shivers a lot, but I, like I said, Shivers kind of gave me high rise feels. Okay. And but we understood what the reason for that one was, and then Shiver. I just thought Rabbit was interesting, you know, um, and Marilyn. Mar- Marilyn Chambers, Chambers, yeah, she was just so good in the movie. Yeah, it's unfortunate, you know? like what happened that she didn't get like a legit movie career. Yeah, she was she was excellent in that film. She was fantastic. Yeah, great yeah. acting in it. And uh, I liked, I loved Videodrome. I thought it was I liked a great Videodrome. Movie. Um, I love the. Fly. I have to rewatch Videodrome because yeah. I think I've seen it once. Yeah, um, James Woods was excellent in it. I really um, liked Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises was excellent. It was very good. Yes. Yeah, I liked Eastern Eastern Promises better than A History of Violence. Yeah. Um, I do want to watch a history of violence because I like Viggo Mortensen. I like Ed Harris. Yeah. Um, who was not a history of violence? Oh, I won't spoil it. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I forgot you got you haven't seen it. Um, and I just realized like the man was so active, you know, like in making movies. Yeah. Like he makes a ton of movies. Dead Zone, right? Dead Zone was a great movie too. Yeah. Someone's uh, re-releasing that like all on um, 4K. I remember you watched the TV show. I watched the first uh, couple seasons back in the day when it was on USA Network. Um, I never finished it, though. I'd like to give it a, a go. With um, His son has a promising career, too, David Cronenberg's son. Yes, I mean, definitely. considering... Uh, mm-hmm. Although, now there's a... I want to see his first movie, Brandon Cronenberg's Antiviral. I think it's called. It's where, like, celebrities get diseases and then people sell those diseases to their like fans it's fucking very weird very pop culture obsessed kind of people how we like put celebrities on a pedestal kind of deal that we're even willing to get their diseases to yeah. feel closer to them yeah that sounds about like right yeah <laughs> i like this kid <laughs> um yeah so i really enjoyed this movie it's definitely a, a must watch for me. I, I feel like although I didn't enjoy the first hour of it as much as you did, I thought, uh, I thought the last half hour is actually worth it yeah, well, to watch I think the it's first a good build part. up to the end. You yeah, know, um, I, like I said, I, I very much enjoyed the movie at the end, but it was enough for me to. So these are your closing statements? Yes. My closing statement is 
get through the first hour that kind of drags and is kind of weird and boring, but also mostly weird, maybe too weird. Okay. And then get through the last half hour. That's actually kind of great. Okay. Uh, I'll give this a, a highly recommended. I enjoyed the whole movie. I think the slow build and confusion of what's going on, it makes you enjoy the last uh, 30, 40 minutes even more. So, yes, highly recommended by me. And um, I'll just close with, uh, remember, I did not say I knew him. I said he touched me on the shoulder once. Oh.